Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or 14 minutes long, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps keep us focused on our relationship with God. And it helps us stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And it helps keep us with a better mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Help people in your life to be blessed in these ways by getting them into these studies. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. And you may help somebody turn their life around and ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study that we have entitled as a theme, No Guts, No Glory. Well, And the point being that if you want to achieve any goal in life, then you're going to have to have the courage and determination to make the commitment to achieve that goal. Well, we've talked about different illustrations from the physical side of life, such as if you want to own a home one day, and a whole lot of people, they long to have their own home. Well, you've got to make up your mind to make the commitment. You've got to have the courage, the follow-through, the determination to do what needs to be done to achieve that goal, to own your own home. And if you do not have that commitment, then don't expect to ever own your own home. No guts, no glory. Again, you want to achieve some goal in life? You've got to have the courage and the determination And you've got to have the focus to follow through. Otherwise, you're not going to achieve that goal. No guts, no glory. Well, we're looking at it from the spiritual side of life because the principle applies even more so on the spiritual side of life uh, than just on the physical side. And, And here's the point. You cannot receive the blessings of being a Christian without committing yourself to become a Christian and to live your life in Christ faithfully, obediently, and consistently. No guts, no glory. Most people, if they believe in God, if they believe in Jesus, if they believe in heaven and they believe in hell, if you ask them directly, do you want to be in in heaven for all of eternity? They would say yes. Well, how are you living your life right now in order to get you to heaven? Now, you might find a lot of stammering and stuttering in response to that question. Well, you see, no guts, no glory. The Bible is clear. You cannot expect salvation if you're not willing to become a Christian and live the Christian life faithfully, obediently, and consistently. Jesus is the only way to God. John 14 and verse 6. Acts 4 and verse 12, Romans 8 and verse 1. All the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places that God offers to us are only through Christ. Ephesians 1 and verse 3. Jesus is the only source of eternal salvation. Hebrews 5 and verse 9. And we can only stand justified before God through faith, and that's active, obedient faith in Christ. Galatians 2 and verse 16. James emphasizes in James chapter 2, beginning with verse 17 and going through verse 26, that faith, just belief, 
without works, without dedication, without open, consistent commitment, without obedience, is dead faith. And you can understand how dead faith is going to get you nowhere. Without, God, uh, without commitment, you don't accomplish goals. Succinctly put, our theme, no guts, no glory. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning with verse 7, the Apostle Paul portrays the ultimate day of judgment when Christ is going to come back to call all mankind to stand before his judgment seat and receive eternal judgment. In verse 7, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God, now that would certainly include the atheists and perhaps the skeptics and agnostics, but also on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that would include everybody who would say, well, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. Have you become a dedicated Christian? Well, well, no, I'm, I'm not ready to make that commitment. Uh, when he comes back on that final day of judgment, and you don't know when that day will be, it could be today, he will call you to account for not having obeyed the gospel, the gospel message that he brought to mankind while he was here on this earth in his public ministry. The gospel of Christ is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, and that belief includes obedience and dedication and commitment on a lifelong basis. Romans 1 and verse 16. Now, if you're not ready, if you're not willing, if you're not committed, if you're not focused enough, if you don't have the courage to become a Christian and live that faithful Christian life, you're going to be held accountable in that final day of judgment. No guts, no glory. Verse 9 goes on and says, These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Oh, my. We're talking about eternal condemnation in hell. And yes, just as heaven is a real place, hell is a real place as well. Lack of commitment on our part can cause God to reject us. Nicodemus apparently had some faith in Christ, but it seems not a full, open commitment. In John chapter 3, John chapter 3, we look at the first two verses and notice how Nicodemus is introduced onto the scene as coming to Christ to talk to him. There was a certain man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night, by night, and said to him, Rabbi, that is teacher, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can, can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now, did Nicodemus have some degree of faith in Jesus? I think so, because first he comes to him to talk to him, he calls him teacher, rabbi, and he openly confesses that we know that you are a teacher come from God because of the signs that you're doing, the miracles, the wonders, the signs. And he said nobody could do these things unless God is with him. 
So he expresses some degree of belief, faith in Jesus, but notice that he comes to Jesus by night. I get the impression, now maybe I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, I apologize, but I get the impression he came to Jesus specifically by night to be under the cover of darkness. You see, he was a Pharisee. Now, this would have been the strictest sect of the Jews, and he was a ruler of the Jews, indicating he was a member of the Sanhedrin Council, the highest, the highest body of Jewish law in Jerusalem. Almost all of the Sanhedrin Council members did not believe in Jesus. They rejected him as the Son of God and, and the Savior. They did not believe he was the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies of the coming Messiah, the Savior. But Nicodemus, well, he at, he at least had a degree of faith here. He comes to Jesus. He calls him teacher. He says, we know that you're a teacher come from God because no one could do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now, who are the we there? It's certainly not the whole Sanhedrin council because the vast majority of them did not believe in Jesus. Now, maybe Nicodemus was putting himself, inserting himself at least to some degree along with those who had openly come to follow Jesus by that time. But again, and later on, Nicodemus is referred to again as he who came to Jesus by night. When we turn to John chapter 19, John chapter 19, and we look at verse 39, Notice again how Nicodemus is identified. Now, Pilate, I'm sorry, verse 39, and, uh, and Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 100 pounds. Now, the setting there was after Jesus died on the cross. Nicodemus was one of the two men who prepared his body for burial. But notice how Nicodemus was identified again. Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night. So we're left wondering, under the cover of darkness? So he wouldn't be found out by his fellow Pharisees who did not believe in Jesus, by his fellow Sanhedrin council members, almost all of whom did not believe in Jesus? Joseph of Arimathea was another well, kind of secret follower of Jesus. In fact, it's not just kind of. The scripture tells us, the scripture text tells us that he was a secret follower of Jesus. Now, Joseph of Arimathea was another Sanhedrin council member, but again, not openly following Christ, but doing so secretly. In Luke 23, beginning with verse 50, we read this. Luke 23, and beginning with verse 50.
Now behold, there was a man named Joseph, a council member, Sanhedrin council, a good and just man. He had not consented to their decision and deed. He was from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who himself was also waiting for the coming kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus after Jesus had died on the cross. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen, and laid it in a tomb that was hewn out of the rock where no one had ever lain before. Well, that's admirable, it would seem. He came to ask for the body of Jesus. Now, he was a Sanhedrin council member. He wanted to prepare Jesus' body for burial, and he put it, if we read the text further, in his own tomb. When we come back to John chapter 19, we read this further about Joseph. We look at verse 38. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, a follower, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission, so he came and took the body of Jesus. And then, as we read a moment ago, Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, he also came, and he helped Joseph prepare the body of Jesus for burial in Joseph's tomb. So Nicodemus, who came to Jesus by night, that description of him, and Joseph of Arimathea, who was a secret disciple of Jesus for fear of the Jews. Some belief, yes. Faith in Jesus, yes. Maybe some fairly deep faith, but again, open, total commitment? It does not appear so at that point until Jesus died on the cross. And then they came into the open to prepare his body for burial. We need to ask ourselves, do we have the guts to seek the glory of following Jesus openly and obediently and consistently? Let's pray. Father, help us to have the courage to follow you through Christ every day of our lives, never looking back, never looking over our shoulder, but to always be committed to that life of a Christian. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.